0: Our next guest is finally making his long-awaited return to the Octagon as he takes off Jeff Neal on December 19th, 20th, in Australia and New Zealand. The NMF, one of the most exciting guys to watch in that Octagon, prepared to go super sane, Stephen Thompson, (laughs) joins us late at night before an airport run. Can this guy get any
1: nicer (laughs) on Submission Radio? Stephen, welcome to the program. Uh, guys, always a pleasure. Love, you know, I love hanging out with you guys. Come on now.
2: We can chat to you all day, man. We are one of our absolute faves when we see you got the One Punch Man poster in the background. So that's oh, sick.
1: Oh, you know, One Punch Man. I like it. We, uh... I, got, I got One Punch Man and I got Kakashi Sensei,
2: mm-hmm. Street
1: Fighter dragon ball z got old sasuke in the background back there
2: wow look
1: at you that know, got, the, got the got the anime set up posters in the back
2: all our faves all right so we know you've got this airport run coming up pretty soon so uh, there is a lot to talk about so we won't we won't waste any time i want to ask you the last time we spoke to you uh you were happy to fight leon edwards he was obviously ranked number three so that would have been a fight that uh, you know made a lot of sense now he's fighting Hamzat Shmelev. From your perspective, what happened to the Leon Edwards fight? You gave possibly the nicest call out ever of Leon Edwards. <laughs> it didn't happen. What happened there?
1: Well, I, obviously he just he didn't he didn't want a piece of the the NMF. He did not want any. Uh, no, I, he I don't know. He was um, he was obviously wanting to move uh, his way up, and you know he was talking about going on social media, talking about how everybody in the top five is keeping his name out their mouth, and now I'm sitting here saying, hey, here I am, I'll fight you. And then he turned it down. So next thing you know, he's getting bumped out of the rankings. Um, and I guess because he's been turning everybody down, I don't know the whole situation, but now he's fighting Hamzad. So a guy who's not even ranked and is on a tear at the, at the moment and a lot of hype around him. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it just didn't – it didn't. He didn't. He didn't want any. I guess. So here I am, uh, uh, you know, opponentless at the time, and and then uh, got a call asking to fight Jeff Neal. I'm like, let's let's make it happen, man. It's been a year since I fought. Got to get back out in the octagon and put on a good performance for the fans.
0: Yeah. What was your reaction when uh, when Jeff Neal was sort of your opponent? Because I know you had high hopes as well. You were talking about Nick Diaz, then you were talking about Leon Edwards, and there's nothing wrong with Jeff. Obviously, he's a great fighter, but. You know, you might, a part of you must have been a little bit disappointed that it wasn't a high ranked guy that you were ending ending up with.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of understandable at the moment. The welterweight division is just kind of, uh, it's kind of crazy at the moment, kind of crazy at this point. You know, everybody above me who's ranked above me has a fight. Well, Edwards didn't at the time, but he didn't want to fight. So um, the UFC was trying to find somebody in the top five to fight this Hamzat guy, and that just, you know, that was a chance for the UFC to make that fight happen, you know. And, you know, there was nobody for me. So, yeah, I think they, they've come to me before about the Jeff Neal. But at that point, nope, there wasn't a, a whole lot going on in the top five. So I was kind of waiting to see if something would happen, if I could get somebody in the top five. But uh, when that didn't happen, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to get back out there. I, I didn't want to fight, you know uh, – sit there and wait for a long period of time to wait for a fight. So I was like, let's make this thing happen. And Jeff Neal is a banger, man. Like, he's on a five-fight winning streak. He's tough and knocking dudes out. And it just kind of made sense. He's a stand-up fighter, which is awesome. You know, I love the stand-up guys. Obviously, they got those puncher's chances to knock you out. I mean, look what happened when I fought Pettis. Hmm. So uh, it's just, it looks like it's going to be a very exciting fight against a tough opponent. And, you know, even though he's ranked number 11 or 12, he still, I think, would be... A really exciting fight Mm. and the good thing about him is he's been fighting
0: quite a bit so he's a name that's out there and a name that people have sort of gotten to know over some time did the ufc offer you anyone else or is it just him
1: no i it's just him it was just him so um i'm not really i'm not really sure where everybody's at um but hey i'm 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 ready to take it man i I don't mind at all
2: just out of curiosity what do you think about you know, what, what ended up happening with Leon in terms of, you know, he had you, which is obviously a ranked opponent, whereas now he's facing Hamzat, who's an unranked opponent. Although I think he's just slotted in at number 15, uh, I think, just the other day. So Is
1: he at 15?
2: I would need to double check how, that, but I believe so. How
1: many fights does he have in the welterweight division? I think only one.
2: These rankings, Stephen, you,
0: you, know, you know how these rankings work. You I know. It. Edwards is in and out. You just never know what's happening. then.
1: You don't, you don't. That's what that's what's so crazy about this division.
0: Yeah, you're right,
1: man. Rankings is just kind of a uh, it's kind of uh not it's becoming a non-existent thing. It's about the the exciting fights. And uh, I kind of called it. I was like, man, why are they pushing this Hamzat guy so hard? And then I was like, watch Khabib retire. And they kind of did the same thing with Till, you know, when when Biz being retired, they needed somebody from that market that to, to keep those fans in, you know, involved and Till was it. Uh, I guess kind of. The, I guess the same thing with Hamzat. They mm. knew that Khabib was going to retire and they need some money from that market. And, and there you go. You got this Hamzat guy who's been doing work.
2: But I guess my point is that, uh, you know, Jeff Neal, I believe, and I will double check this, he's ranked number 11 right now. And you, and that's the guy that you're facing. Whereas Leon Edwards, who's ranked yes. number three, he's facing a, a ranked 15 guy. So you got to think that even though he's closer to the title, he didn't really get what he wanted in a sense. Yeah. Do, do you get what I'm saying? He didn't.
1: Yeah, and I, I know the UFC was pushing really hard uh, for somebody in the top five to fight Hamzat, and I think that was just the UFC's chance to make, pretty much make Edwards do it because he was kind of turning everybody down. They and, they and they pulled him from the rankings. So this is just kind of going through my head. I'm not really sure the whole ins and outs, but this is just kind of what I'm thinking. You know, if you want to be back in the top, you know, back your you want your ranking back, you got to fight Hamzat. Maybe that's the case is what they kind of did with him, but. um, yeah, man, it kind of stinks. He could have fought me, who wasn't that far behind. You know, it was two spots behind him. So he, I figured he should have taken that fight.
0: Mm. Does a part of you kind of wish you took the fight with Chimeyev? Because I know Chimeyev mentioned you a couple of times. He's sort of a big name, and he, there could be a loss coming his way. So do you kind of wish you were the one to possibly give him that first loss?
1: No, I mean, you know, at the time... I, I was kind of like I felt disrespected when they he kind of mentioned my name there was there was like a lot of uh um you know fake news about me fighting him I was like no I'm not I don't even know who this guy is you know <laughs> at the time I didn't I really wasn't uh you know watching a whole lot of the UFC nothing stuff. nothing was offered
2: and, to you for for him right
1: um they were they were they were mentioning it like UFC was mentioning hey man why not fight Steven? and so nothing nothing like for sure you know what I mean it wasn't like uh, hey Steven you want to fight this guy no, but, um, you know, there were talks about it. There was a lot of, I don't know if it was it was Hamzad or maybe Hamzat's uh, manager, Ali, kind of throwing that fake news out there. You know, sometimes he's been known to kind of do that. Um, and then all these other foreign, you know, media outlets were picking it up saying that I was fighting this guy. But I just kind of ignored it. But, no, nah, I mean, at the time I didn't know, really know who he was. He think he's had one fight in the welterweight division, so it just didn't make sense, you know, for me to do that um you know I was still got my on the title at the time but uh no I, I'm kind of happy where I'm at you know the where the rankings are who I'm fighting because Jeff Neal is he, you know he's fought many times in the UFC there you know and you really haven't seen a whole lot of him's eye, right so you don't really know if the hype is real yeah he's finished a lot of guys but A lot of the the, for the first two guys he's fought, I've never heard of. The second guy he fought ran right into his right hand, so you didn't really you really haven't you know he's a good wrestler, but you haven't seen a whole lot of his striking. Um, But you're going to see it because their main event on this card, uh, him and Leon Edwards, and I'm we're co main they they're I'm co main their main event, so uh, it's going to be a good test for thought, and especially for all the fans out there wanting to see more of what he's got. Prime guy to. To kind of test that skill set with is Leon Edwards.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because obviously Leon, one of the top ranked guys in the division. Do you think Hamza could beat him? What's your prediction for it?
1: No, I like they, they. You know, like I said, I haven't seen a, I haven't seen um, what I want to see with Hamza yet. You know, like I haven't really seen. Um, yes, he's got good wrestling, but the guys that he was was facing, uh, you know, they weren't even ranked. I don't think. Um, Leon Edwards has been tested many times. He's fought some of the best in the division. So um, if it's something for the fans in the UFC, this is the chance for us to really see what hamzad has got against a formidable opponent as Leon Edwards. So I think Leon's got it just on paper, but we'll see. You never know, right? Mm.
0: It's interesting because so much pressure on Leon as well. You're fighting a guy that's not a Tom Prank guy, so I guess the expectations are high for him to put on a statement win. Even if it's a close win, you'd think his stock might even take a bit of a hit. But I'm curious, being on the same card as these guys, you're the NMF, so you're not going to be out there throwing cans at their heads or anything during press conferences. (laughs) But what are you imagining the interactions to be like? Hamzad, a guy that's sort of been calling you out for quite some time, very vocal about wanting to fight you. Leon Edwards, a guy that says, He's not interested in fighting you, and here you are—you'll be hanging around these guys in the back and during fight week. What are you imagining that's going to be like? And do you think you'll speak to them about some of this stuff and coming together?
1: You know what? If you know, I've always the type of guy when I'm in the room with somebody, I, you know, I've always wanted to say, you know, I always uh, am the type of guy to go up and just say hello, you know, shake your hand, say what's up. I know there's been a lot of lot of talk, but. You know, I, I just keep them with niceness, man. What If they got anything to say, I'm just going to smile back at them and just, like, you know, give them a thumbs up. So I don't <laughs> mind at all, you know. Uh, I think between those two, possibly. Because, you know, Leon Edwards, he's not the type of guy to shy away from a good old, you know, uh, yapping. You know what I'm saying? He likes to talk. Um, and, uh, you know, the guy can back it up. So, you know, we'll see what happens there at the – at, at the fight in the, in the rooms and behind the scenes. And a lot of stuff can happen back there. Like, I, I don't know if you saw the, the video. I actually got a video, uh, uh, on my Snapchat. It's still saved. I think of, uh, Uzman talking trash to Colby Covington, and Colby Covington was and insane. Robert
0: Whittaker. Robert Whittaker thinking that he was talking to him for a second. Robert Whittaker not looking very happy. He's in, in <laughs> yeah. the back there. Did you see that, Robert Whitaker's Yeah, like, you I saw that. I me? was right behind those <laughs> yeah. guys. I was
1: right there, man. Yeah, man. Rob Whittaker was like, "What the <laughs> heck?" And it was so funny. Now a lot of stuff happens, back there. But you know, I, I, I if anything says if they say something to me, I'm just gonna smile at them. Mm. Hey, man, listen, dude, we'll save it for, if we, you know, for the future. We'll fight, you know. Uh, so, I mean, because everybody in the in, – and in, if you're in the UFC, you're a dangerous guy. If you're in the UFC, the best fight promotion in the world, you're good. And everybody has a chance to finish you no matter where you are in the rankings, right? Um, so, you know, hats off to every one of those guys to step out there. It doesn't, doesn't bother me at all
2: safe to say you'll be watching that main event closely, given that uh, you guys are all close in in the rankings. And if Hamza beats Leon, then he'll be ahead of you in the rankings.
1: I know! He'll be ahead of me after two fights. But yeah, man, I'll I'll definitely be keeping my eye on all those guys. Anybody in the welterweight division, I'm keeping my eye on them, especially at the top. So, you know, Leon Edwards is a possible opponent in the future. So is Hamza if he wins. So even if he doesn't win, I feel like he can work his way up and, Be there in no time, obviously. So, yeah, any one of those guys. So, I'll keep my eyes peeled. And, you know, hopefully they'll be keeping their eyes peeled on me as well. So, um, you know, um, I'm just excited to step back out there. You know, we got five weeks, four weeks of hard training. Uh, We'll be here before you know it. And I'm working hard, training hard. Got Chris Weidman coming in this weekend to get some good training in with. Got some uh, high-level strikers that we have at our gym that I'm preparing that are, that are helping me prepare for this fight. So, man, that that fire is lit in me, and I'm ready to rock.
0: It's interesting that you mention uh, that. You know, if if Chimaev wins, maybe he's on your radar. But with the situation in the welterweight division, I know Gilbert Burns was supposed to fight Kamaru Usman for the title. But do you think because the UFC's trying to push comes out so quickly, do you think if he beats Leon Edwards, it'll be this crazy situation where he's 100.
1: the one to get the next title shot?
0: And how would you feel about that?
1: 100 percent 100 percent You know they're gonna try and do that, right? Yeah. You know that's gonna happen. Like as soon as you I can before you even like got to it, I already knew, I already had in my head what you were thinking. <laughs> and yes, I think that could be a possibility. Everybody's like, what the heck, bro? But um, yeah, man, you know, the way UFC is going at this at this point, anything can happen. You know, that you know, if I go out here and beat you know, Jeff Neal, I'm going to go to heavyweight and fight Francis Ngannou, you know? (laughs) You heard it it here. Oh, nice. Submission radio.
0: Hell yeah, hit him with the taser first. Hit him with the bing, sweetie, (laughs) and hit him with the taser. Let me ask ask you this, man, just quickly, on before we move off and talk about Jeff, he is calling out um, Israel Adesanya already, as we know he fights in two weight classes. I'm just curious, what do you think of Hamzad? also sort of Targeting the champ in Israel. And how would you see that matchup going, considering Israel's hey, abilities on the state?
1: With him having all this hype, you know, hats off to the guy. I mean, he's shooting a shot, right? I mean, he's going for it. There's a lot of hype around this guy. Why not keep it going, calling out the champ, I mean, at 185, but I don't see that happening at all. I mean, uh, uh, Izzy Adesanya is a big opponent. I know he's fought up at 185 guys, but not at that level. Um, not with that type of skill set, and um, I believe that you know, Izzy Adesanya has fought, you know, I think better wrestlers and bigger and heavier wrestlers than than Hamzat. So, I think you would have a rough day if he goes up to try and fight uh, Izzy for sure.
2: Mm. And the funny thing is that Israel is going to light heavyweight now. Um I am curious your take on how he does against Jan Bahovic. These are two very good strikers, although very different strikers.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah, um um I think Izzy ha- definitely has the potential to beat him. I think he's faster. I think he's more accurate. I think he's is more of an intelligent fighter than than the champ at a, at a 205. So I think he, ha- he could definitely have a possibility to go up and beat him for sure. I know his takedown defense is really, really good. But the thing I'm I'm kind of wanting to see, and I think this is why everybody's okay with him going up, is because he re- his last few fights, I think his last real test was Kevin Gaslam, right? And since he's made those adjustments um, after that fight, he's just been demolishing everybody. So we want to see where Izzy truly is. Can he go up and beat this guy at, at 205? And uh, we want to see his limits. And I think this is a way to do it. And with the, the hype around Izzy and the confidence around him at this point, why not go for it?
0: Mm. I'd love to see Izzy on your YouTube channel and you guys breaking down techniques together. That would be just an absolute dream. Imagine those videos, you and Sweetie and Israel Adesanya, breaking down kicking techniques and doing some sparring and all sorts of crazy Dude, kicking would... weird things off the wall. That's gotta <laughs> oh, happen. Did you man.
1: see did you see some of those videos we did? what do you
0: mean? We fun, love man. we love your channel. But you know what? You guys both have the same management company. So hey mm. that's
1: right. You know so what I was, I was th- thinking. Because yeah. everybody's like, man, you should fight Izzy. You need to fight Izzy, fight Izzy, fight Izzy, fight Izzy. You know, two strikers. And I was like, man, if there's only if there was a way like there's only one way that I would fight him, and that's in a sparring match. So then that would be cool to make a trip to New Zealand just to get a, mm-hmm. you know, a training session in with Izzy out of Sunday. I think the fans would love that just to see. You know what I'm saying? You just could to sell that there. out on pay per view. <laughs> I know. That would be sick, man. Get a bunch of guys to go up there and get a good old, you know, sparring session in. I think that would be fun. I think the fans would like that for sure.
2: Let me let me ask you this this though because you you do have Jeff Neal coming up and I wanted to ask you he's a guy who sort of made it up up the ranks when when did he first pop up on your radar I know you said that he's he's obviously someone that you respect but when did you first sort of take notice of him
1: when he when he knocked out with a head kick or TKO'd him uh, Mike Perry when he when he TKO'd Mike Mike Perry and he's got a few head kick knockouts actually and you know he just outboxed him I think. um... Uh Jeff Neal is the type of guy he he's got very he's very disciplined in what he does. He's got good boxing, he's got a good left hand, he's got a good left high kick, he's very disciplined in what he does. And Mike Perry's he's like a bulldog or a pit bull. You just take the leash off and say, Go fight. You know, you just let him loose. And he's but he's very tough. And for somebody to finish him like that, Vicente Luque, you know, I think finished uh, maybe he didn't finish him. I'm not sure if he finished him or not, Mike Perry. And that's the guy, last guy I just fought. But Jeff Neal went out there and finished him. Um, I think it was the first round, too. So that's when he kind of popped up on my radar. Like, man, this guy, he's good, man. He's very good. He doesn't do anything crazy. He's very basic, but he's good at, those, at his basics. And that's how, why he's been finishing guys. I think he's going to be very difficult to kind of – um, you know, to frustrate. I think he's going to stick to his game plan the entire time out there, which makes which makes this fun for me, right, to try and break him down. And he does make micro adjustments after every fight. So for me, that's what makes it fun as well because now not only do I got to, you know, I've seen what he's doing, but I may have to adapt mid-fight while I'm out there. He, I'm anxious to see what kind of changes he's made um, to face me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's going to be interesting.
2: Oh, absolutely. The adjustments of Jeff Neal uh, can't be understated. And I'm very curious to find out about that. I want to ask you about some of those adjustments. B- before we do, speaking of adjustments, it's time to adjust your beard trimmer slash personal grooming device and upgrade it from that rusty piece of crap you're probably using to the lawnmower 3.0 from our good friends at Manscaped, who offer you the the perfect grooming package to trim everything from your balls to your ear hair to your nose hair, absolutely everything. And we're giving you a fantastic discount of twenty percent off when you use the code submission, so you can upgrade to the lawnmower 3.0, which has seven thousand RPMs and LED light, and it's waterproof and it lasts ninety minutes. If you need ninety minutes worth of trimming, isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, we know there's some UFC fighters out there that could use 90 minutes worth of trimming and you guys
0: can trim pretty much anything. Like hamsper mentioned, you got your nose trimmers, you got your beard trimmers, and your trimmers for down. There all sorts of products as well. I'm loving this foot duster right here, perfect for an Australian summer. Don't stink out the room with your feet. Check out Manscaped right now, go to manscaped.com and use the code word SUBMISSION for 20% off and also free shipping
2: costs. That's right, while we're giving away cheeky discounts, If you are the kind of person who surfs the internet, maybe you're a gamer, maybe you like streaming stuff on Netflix or Hulu or other streaming devices. Maybe your favorite shows are not on your version of Netflix and you would like to change your region in an instant well purevpn can help you do that and browse the internet safely without hackers being able to steal all your information also our good friends at purevpn are giving away crazy discounts at the moment there are three plans on offer as usual the most standard one is monthly $10.95 the middle one is absolutely insane five year special at $1.48 a month that is a total of 86% off And you can also go a one-year cheeky little deal for $4.16 a month. And that's a saving of 62% off. And if you use the code SUBMISSION and follow the link down below, you will get an additional 10% off wild savings. Isn't that right, Dennis?
0: Yeah, man. Listen, we got people hitting us all the time up going, hey, what kind of VPN do you use? Pure VPN is a VPN that you can trust. that don't steal your personal information and make them public. Go on to uh, purevpn.com forward slash submission now. Use the code with submission. Get that extra 10% off. This special Black Friday deal isn't going to last forever, so jump on it now. But Stephen, uh, I wonder... How does Jeff compare to your last previous opponent opponent in Vicente Luque? Because we know you're coming back now and it's been a little bit of time, but do you think you're coming back to a tougher test than when you fought Vicente last?
1: Um, yes, I, you know, I, I'm not going I'm, ta- I'm not taking this guy lightly at all. I think that Jeff is actually more disciplined in his striking than Vicente Luque. With Vicente, I was able to kind of lure him out of his comfort zone a little bit, make him stretch. Make him walk forward and have him run into run into some things. Um, Jeff Neal is going to be very difficult, man. He he keeps his position very very well. He doesn't lean into his punches, which is able for me to cattle punch him very very easily. Uh, I think he's going to be he's going to be a puzzle, man. He really is, and he's a strong opponent. I think he's stronger than Vicente Luque. Um, so I think Vicente Luque had more tools in his back pocket, more striking. Uh combinations and different variety of things that he throws even um Vicente Luque has been known to use his grappling a little bit in his wrestling but Jeff Neal likes to keep the fight standing he's got good takedown defense but um i, I he's definitely more disciplined than Vicente Luque and more powerful
0: mm. There's a lot of aspects of this fight that are a lot of fun. Uh, One of them, of course, is the fact that you get to do it before Christmas, so you still get to enjoy your Christmas ham and your New Year's. (laughs) And what what a good Christmas that would be. You know, get a big win and then be able to pig out and enjoy that. But the other thing, like you mentioned, is, and I know know you guys train everything at the gym because we watch the sparring videos on YouTube, but how fun is it to prepare for this fight knowing that, hey, this is most likely going to be a stand-up battle, you know, Chris Weidman's going to come in and take me down in training and beat me up, but I don't have to worry about a Damian Meyer type game plan. I can go out there and do what I love best, which is go out there and dominate in the striking. And I'm curious, because I know you had a couple of injuries after Luke. How's the body feeling in this one? Are we going to see, you know, Super Saiyan Thompson in that octagon gonna, this December?
1: You're going to see a Super Saiyan 3,
2: Stephen Thompson. <laughs> oh, wow. I've
1: gone to another level. With, the with no Super eyebrows. Saiyan, okay. I'm getting there. So you know i i'm just th- this is the kind of fight i love i had the same thing with vicente luque yeah i had in the back of my head that you know he's used his wrestling before vicente luque so that was kind of back there but with a guy like jeff neal um i know it's going to be a stand-up battle i know he's got the power he's got a puncher's chance to get out there and put me away and you know what it's like i've been knocked out before and it really doesn't bother me so you know what it doesn't it's not that bad, so I can just go out there and fight, right? I can kind of go out there and do what I want to do, and I don't have to worry about it. I'm just going to go out there and have some fun, um, you know, with the fight. And because that's why I do what I do. I love fighting. I love going out there, and especially after a fight. Just the, the the bumps and the bruises and the this it gets addicting. And only fighters I think can un- really understand what that feeling is like because. Uh, there's nothing like it, man. After a good fight, win or lose, you're in the back, you know it's over, the stress is out, and you got those aches and pains. It's like, those are my trophies. These are my real trophies right here. And, um, yeah, man... it just puts a smile on my face. I can go out there and really put on a show for the fans and do what I do best. And that's stand up and fight.
2: Mm. I I feel like people have been missing seeing you in action for so long. I'm just curious two things. One, what do you think is at stake sort of here against uh, Jeff near? What are you sort of fighting for? And also with a win here, uh, do you think you'd be more active coming into 2021? That's the plan.
1: Yes. uh, The whole COVID thing, my my hands being broken, um, slowed me down a lot. You know, I think it slowed a lot of other people down to a lot of other fighters as well. So, um, we get this thing worked out, you know, everything's starting to open up where I am anyway, my hands are feeling great. My body's feeling great. I feel like I'm 25 years old. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't take a whole lot of punishment whenever I fight and I, we train smart, so I'm able to fight longer and I feel like I'm getting faster, man. I really do. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going out there fighting obviously not just for myself i'm i'm fighting to be champion and that's kind of my motivation i'm not getting up on that yet to be the best fighter in the world if i can retire and even not be champion but just still to be known as one of the best fighters in the world i'm happy i'm i'm happy with it um but i'm not getting up on that on that title and and you know when i step out there obviously you just see me but what they don't see is you know, i'm fighting for you know, everybody who helped get to where get me to where I'm at, my pops, my mom, my, my training partners who sacrificed their bodies to get to, you know, for me to be able to go out there and fight and vice versa. So for them as well. So that is my motivation.
0: And the good thing about this layoff as well is it's like a completely fresh division. And most of these fights Mm. are fun new fights that people can't wait to see you have. So it's great to see you back in action. A couple of quick predictions, Stephen, and we'll let you go to the airport. First one, we have to talk about this real quick because I don't know if we'll get a chance to speak to you before it happens. And we'll have to get your analysis on this as one of the best strikers in the game. This Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier fight is probably happening on January 23rd. And I would love to know just a quick prediction from you. Who do you think is gonna walk away in the stream match? Because a lot of people believe Conor McGregor's just gonna get it done again. But then Dustin has improved so much over these, you know, last few fights that
1: he's had. He has. Dustin Poirier has improved a lot. But you know, whenever Conor McGregor McGregor steps out there, he has this way with people of getting into their heads and making this fight so hyped. I mean, you go out there and face Conor McGregor, it's gonna be a hyped fight, but he, he's got a way with people, and a way with words, a way with his demeanor—not just his fighting style—and that gets to people. Um, you see it every time. The only person I really didn't see it get to was uh, Nate Diaz. Of course, that guy I just don't get—you know—he don't care two craps about what you think. So, but I. I think <laughs> what, what
2: about Habib? He kind of seemed to brush it off as well. I uh, who? Habib Nurmagomedov, oh, yeah.
1: yeah Until afterwards, right? Then he went, he went ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After the fight, yeah he was like win a Hulk mode but I I think Conor can definitely get it done again this time Dustin Poirier has made some improvements but but the thing is even though we haven't seen Conor McGregor fight in a while the guy's a long life martial artist the guy's training constantly always in the gym always training with people um so you know he's improved as well so at this point uh I'm, I'm I'm I think Conor McGregor takes it home again
2: and then the last one obviously is uh, Jeff Neal. the most important one. how do you see yourself getting it done against Jeff Neal on December 19th, which will be the 20th here in Australia?
1: Yes, well you don't know you know I don't give too much away, mm-hmm. but um, you know at the at, every time I visualize any fight with this fight um, coming up, I always visualize my hand being raised at the end of the fight. I'm ready for a three, five minute round war. So even if he you know, does go out there and beat me he's gonna remember me so i am prepared for the toughest fight ever but i always visualize my hand being raised and that's how i see it you know if there's a knockout there's a knockout if there's not there's not i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna i'm gonna win this fight and have my hand raised at the end of it
0: well i'll tell you what this is uh, probably the most exciting fight card that's left in uh, 2020, so that goes down December 19th, 20th here in Australia, New Zealand, UFC on ESPN, plus 44, of course, follow the man at WonderboyMMA on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. What about this man? What about an Israel Adesanya, Conor McGregor video on the YouTube channel, (laughs) all under the same management company, and I would love to see Stephen Wonderboy Thompson do his thing. Proceeds go to charity. That would be sick. Radio. That's
1: the greatest <laughs> idea ever, man. Are you kidding me? Let's make it happen. I'm That's down. I'm happen, down. Man. Me All right. Connor, let's get Izzy out there. Let's just get a, a good old-fashioned fun, like the who's who of people in one building, and we just do rounds of sparring. Rounds of sparring. That would be so sick.
2: That would be awesome. Can't miss TV. Stephen, thank you so much for your time, man. you got to go pick up that. Your friend from the airport, so we'll let you go do that. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Love chatting with you.
1: Anytime, guys. Hey, I appreciate you guys, and hopefully we can do it again soon.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Steven. Bye. Have a great Thanks, night. Steven.
1: Sure. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye-bye.